And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Let's turn our Bibles to Hebrews 1, 1 to 4. And when you have it, you just say, I got it. Hebrews 1, 1 to 4. And it reads, God, who at sundress times and in divers manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has appointed hearers of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sin, sat down on the right hand of the majesty of him, being made so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name, this than say. Let us turn our Bibles also to Philippians 2, 9 to 11. Philippians 2, 9 to 11. Wherefore God also has highly exalted him and have given him a name. Can somebody say name? Above which is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every need should bow of things in heaven, of things in earth, and of things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And lastly, if we can turn to Hebrews 1, 17 to 23. He, Ephesians, I'm sorry, Ephesians 1, 17 to 23. And it reads that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of his glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and sat him at his own right hand in the heavenly places far above principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in the world is to come and has put all things under his feet and gave to and gave to be the head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him that filleth in all here is the foundation sense of the whole thing. Some people are born to a great name like a king, but others make their name great by the achievements and others have a great name conferred upon them. But Jesus Christ, his name is great. Why? Number one, because he inherited a great name. And as we read in Hebrews 1, it says, being made so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance, obtained 
more excellent name than they. Number two, Jesus' name is great because of his achievement. And thirdly, Jesus' name is great because it was conferred upon him. So in, he inherited a great name than any of the angelic being, as Hebrews 1.4 says. And as sons, he is heir of all. Now he, as in the scripture, said that the express image of God, the brightness, the outshining of the Father, and this portion of scripture in Hebrews says, he is God speaking to us. So God at sundress times in Hebrews, we are Hebrews, and in diverse manners, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, and have in, in these last days spake unto us by his son. His name comes to him as an inheritance, because he, by inheritance, he obtained even a more greater name, than they and they here is speaking about the angels his name is greater than any other name Mohammed any name that you may think of this name is so powerful and yet still we take it so much for granted I say we because I am including in the we and sometimes I do not understand the magnitude when we say Jesus and so here in Philippians 2, 9 to 11, it says, Wherefore God has highly exalted him, which is Jesus, and given him a name which is above every name. Now, now if the truth be told, our minds cannot comprehend that. See, when we hear the name Jesus, we are thinking of Cheryl. We are thinking of Bellows. And perhaps we are thinking of Bobby. We do not understand that my name doesn't mean nothing compared to the matchless name of our king. If we can only grasp the concept of that name, the mountains which seems to be unsurmountable, we can speak to it and it will obey. So this will cause us, when I was thinking about what should I speak on the topic of that name, while I was in my secret place, I was remembering that name, which I, Cheryl, sometimes do not take authority, which he has given. The Bible says that every knee shall bow of beings in heaven, of beings in earth, and of being under the earth. Now, now, what does that mean? This means that men, the devil, and the angels, they must bow to the name of Jesus. They must submit to the authority. They must give in. They must respect. They must honor the name Jesus. Because at that name, everything, and I have to repeat it. I keep on repeating it. Because while I was thinking about that name, I think of the importance of that J-E-S-U-S. Jesus. When we catch a glimpse in the spirit, not in our heads, because pastor like to say, our peanut head cannot understand the magnitude of that name. 
But it has to get in our head before it goes in our heart. And once this truth are down on our hearts, we will understand that we are spiritual giants. We are all spiritual giants. The words say, and I repeat, that every knee, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every being under the earth, on earth, in heaven, everything must bow at that name. This is telling us that heaven, earth, and hell recognize the name. All the authority and all the power, the achievement there is. And what I'm saying will not work if we don't work it, saints. Philippians 2 said, and I got, I got some revelation on Philippians 2. This is such a powerful verse, Philippians 2. The authority of that name and what that name will do on this earth. It's like our manual. We have that Bible, but the word Jesus is our manual. Demons flee at that name. The name will work in heaven. It will work in earth. And it will work under the earth. Which means that for anything that tries to exalt itself, that's the word. It cannot work. Jesus said, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, in his name, he will give it to us. And this will not work until we open our mouths and start understanding the revelation of that. If we continue to feed on the word, we continue to pray, we continue to read the word, then we'll, we will understand it. Now the scripture tells us in Hebrew that Jesus inherited a greater name than the angels. And in Hebrew 2, Philippians 2, chapter 2, it declares that God gave him the name which is above every name. Can it be safe to conclude that there was a name known in heaven and that the name was kept being conferred upon someone who should not merit it until Jesus appeared? Could it be known about that? Our Lord Jesus Christ as we have known him, the eternal son, the one above whom the name was conferred to, the, the, the name, the name Jesus. We are talking about the power of the name Jesus. And it is Jesus himself who gives us the right to use his name. Since we have authority to use that name. You know sometimes king and queen they say no you can't use my name. But we have the king of kings that say we must, we can, we should use his name. And sometimes we do not understand the magnitude or the power that we have been given. given. But he gave us permission to use that name. In Ephesians 1.17, we find a prayer by the apostle. That's the prayer. It's an unusual prayer. It was, meant for the, uh, it was meant for the church in Ephesus. But he did not only pray for the church in Ephesus, but the Christians everywhere. He says he prays that the Father God will open our eyes of our understanding and I'm praying tonight that God open our eyes and our ears and our mind that we will understand and get the revelation of his name it means the eyes of our spirit that the eyes of our spirit may be enlightened that is where we need to get the knowledge of God in our spirit our understanding our spirit man our hearts down in the inside of us 
We will never be able to get what he's saying on with our natural mind, like I said. We cannot. It has to get down to our spirit man. Because he says the eyes of our spirit being enlightened. That we may know something of the riches of the inheritance of the Father. It's, it, it's, it's something that we cannot comprehend just by the saying, Lord, just let me understand. We cannot understand it. I'm trying to wrap my mind around the essence and, and the power of God. But yet still I cannot. And so I have to cry out to God and say, God, give me that knowledge. Enlighten me so that I can comprehend what your word says. And that our eyes may see what is the exceeding greatness of his power on our behalf. The greatness of God. Have we ever thought about God's greatness? When we can see somebody blind and their eyes open. Or someone can walk. Or have you seen that sometimes someone's foot does shoot up. I mean that's greatness. How do we wrap our minds around the greatness and the power that Jesus said that we should have. And he declares that it's according to the working of the strength of God's might. Which was wood in the dead body of Jesus. So after Jesus Christ died and he resurrected and he gave us authority and power. And he said all power is given unto us and because of that he has given it to us for the benefit of the church which is his body the fullness of him God not only gave him a name before the foundation of the world but here God has given him a name which is above every name and God has seated Jesus in the highest place in the universe for what purpose for us the church the body of Christ so he has made this, this, this deposit on the church and it's us to withdraw it. Some of us, we still think that the bank is closed. It's not closed. The bank has been open 24 hours 7. And it's our right, our privilege to go in and get what's rightfully belong to ours, to us. So he has given to him, us, him, the name that, has, that is above every name. The fullness of the godness, of the Godhead. Since we have the right to use that name against our enemies. We have the right to use that name in our petition. In our prayers. We have the right to use that name in our praises and in our worship. The name has been given to us. The name Jesus. You know, I remember that song. I think that Ranch Allen song sang. Something about the name Jesus. Something about the name Jesus. It is the sweetest name. I think he understood when he was in his secret name. When he had that encounter with God. What that name means. And then Shirley Caesar sang that song. Which is my favorite. Jesus. 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 I guess that was the war cry. When she could not even say anything. But all she could say was Jesus. And then we had that African young lady that sang the name of Jesus. It's higher than everything. And she went on to explain in her own words what Jesus meant to her. Saints, what does Jesus mean to us? 
in our personal encounters that we face every day. And I have to say, like Shirley Caesar, I was saying this week with all my pain, Jesus, 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 something about that name. And, uh, and, and you know, that name is so sweet. We cannot comprehend it. I couldn't comprehend it. This week I was, uh, I had a lot of pain. I went to visit my mom and I had a lot of pain um, in Atlanta. And while I was there, all I could say was Jesus, 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 and Jesus, and Jesus. I, I just couldn't explain it. I just couldn't express it. I was still trying to tell my husband how I felt. But I, all I could say was Jesus. And I knew that was an attack. But I knew that I had authority through the word. I knew that my daddy had given me authority. And so I exercised it. Even if I still felt the pain, I was still saying Jesus. I don't know when it went, but I was saying the name Jesus. But you know that this is not only the greatness of his name. In Colossians 2.15, we got a deeper view of his conquest. Colossians 2.15. Remember that his name was conferred upon him because of his conquest. And we get a deeper view of his conquest of the satanic forces just before he rose from the dead in Colossians 2.15. And he said, having spoiled principalities and power, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. And then there's a song that says, for this purpose was the Son of God manifest. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest to destroy the works of the evil one to destroy the works of the evil one no principalities and powers shall stand before God and so you know that's how I learn scripture verses by you know singing it and so the word spoil here is a compound word and in the Greek it means to diverse holy oneself or for oneself so you know when the, that is so that is not that, that is something else when Jesus died and he rose again and let me tell you something not even death death could not even hold him death could not even hold him that's the kind of a power that's the kind of a daddy that we have one of the words that make up this compound words means to strip what Paul was saying was that Jesus totally despoiled stripped Satan and all his power so it doesn't matter even if he back like a little dog or even if he tried to torment our minds know that he has been defeated and we have the power of our father to speak Satan is now naked and he's powerless. He's powerless. He doesn't have any authority. Satan is a defeated foe. Because of Jesus' accomplishment of what he did on the cross. The Bible said that when he died, when Jesus died, what happened? The veil split. That was some power. Now, have we ever heard about somebody died and something split? That's some power that man had. The name of Jesus. Satan's only weapon is deception. He come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And he knows that we know the word, and he knows that if we speak the word, so what he tries to do, he tries to steal the word. But I remember, I think it says that, thy word have I hid in my heart. 
that I may not sin against you. You see, if we hide God's word in our heart, then we'll be able to speak and speak to him when he comes up with all those thoughts. So this says that he made a show of them opening and show means to exhibit. That's what the strong Greek and Hebrew dictionary says. Satan and his forces are forever on display as a conquest foe. Those who know and believe this joy enjoy the show. Those who are not yet convinced of Satan's defeat are still subject to bondage. And I'm so glad that we are free. I'm so glad that we're free and we understand his tactics and we understand what he does. We understand him. So when Christ rose from the dead, he had the keys of hell and death. And he defeated the devil and he stands before the free worlds, heaven, earth, and hell, and uh, as the undisputed champion. I remembered when I was growing up, I, I, I participated in a skit that says, uh, I think it was um, the devil and God and how, you know, the devil uh, tried to, to, to defeat Satan, but God, uh, the devil tried to defeat God, but God overtook him. Uh, Pastor and I was in a play, we were what? We were, I was 10 years old when I took part in that play back in the islands. It was something to see, just seeing how in real life, or how we are really wrestling against something that we do not even see in the spirit realm. But God, we had such a tremendous victory that he said to this disciple, all power, and in the Greek means authority. See, I have authority to go in my house. See, God gave us authority. All authority has given unto me in heaven and in earth. And he stands as the master and as the ruler of the universe. And his name now is above every other name. You know, they say Hare Krishna uh, was a god, but guess what? He's dead. I, I, he, he has not reason, right? Mohammed is dead. He has not reason. He's under the ground. There is absolutely no God that have been dead and reason, but our God. We know we have a true God. We know we have a living God. And, you know, I'm reminded of that song, at the mention of his name. We can stand here and say, at the mention of his name. I love this song. Every knee will bow. Every tongue must confess. We can understand how every knee will bow. It's not a matter of if you, 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 you think you, got, you will bow. And the authority that he has is given to us. And I have to say that sometimes we do not exercise our authority. He said to speak to the mountain, speak to our situations. How many of us has been going through things this week, has been going through things, and we have not spoken. We don't know the authority that we have in the spirit realm. Mark 16, 15 to 18, it says, Go he into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name you shall cast out devils. In his name now. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. 
Now, now that doesn't mean that you go pick up a snake and say, oh Lord, you said, <laughs> I was looking at something not so long ago of a pastor, I think it's a cult, I don't know if you all saw that, and he picked up a snake and the snake beat him. I, I think that he was not exercising in the authority that God gave us. See, but I believe, I remember when um, Paul, I believe, when he was, I, I think he was shipwrecked and, yeah, and a snake beat him and he shook it out. I mean, that's, some, that's something to believe in when something can beat you and you can just shake it out. So he shook it out and they thought that they were scared. But you see, Paul understood the authority that he had in Christ. You see, when trials come our way, we can shake it out. And we can trust God that he is going to come through. I remember my bed, I almost died with Emmanuel. And guess what? Nobody believed that Emmanuel was going to leave. I was three and a half months pregnant with Emmanuel when my water broke. Three and a half months pregnant. I, stood, I stayed at the hospital for two month, three months after that. And nobody believed that Emmanuel could survive without no water. A three and a half month old pregnant and I, he survived. And let me, let me tell you something. There's nothing missing, nothing broken in the life of my son. They thought that he was going to be on medication. They thought he was not going to function correctly. They thought that he was not going to be intelligent. Emmanuel is an A student. I mean, I, I am just so proud of this little guy. He doesn't take anything and I'm just so happy. Yes! The name of Jesus. But I remember even at the hospital being depressed. I was depressed at the hospital. But I still remained focused on his word. I was speaking the word to Emmanuel. I had music on my stomach. I was playing the gospel song. I said, God, in spite of how I feel, I know that's just the flesh telling me that I need to feel depressed because I've been there for so long. I put some music on my stomach. That was every day, every hour. And I remembered a pastor coming, my husband coming and pray for me. But I believe that it was because of our faith. Because I stood in the cab for my son when everyone said that he was going to die. That he's alive. And that's why Emmanuel, he can just play music. I said, God, you had a purpose. You see, when you know that you have a purpose, the enemy always tries to steal it. Why? Because he's the father of lies and deception. He comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. And I believe that the name of Jesus, the J-E-S-U-S, it will only work if you work it. It will only work if you work it. You have to trust and believe that that name that has been given to us, his name, that we have authority to use it. He told us that we have authority to use his name. The name of Jesus, it belongs to us. And I don't think we recognize the inheritance that we have in that name. You know, like they said that you're, you leave an inheritance for your children, children. Well, that's an inheritance for us. And we have to claim it. Jesus Christ, according to Hebrews 13, 8, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. We change, but he never does. And that name belongs to Cheryl. I still am trying to wrap my head about Cheryl. Having that authority to use it. Jesus was given that name that he might give it to us. He gave his name to us that we might carry out the will of God. The father up, in, up on the earth is, and that's, that's, that's what it's all about. He gave us that name. 
The early church understood that name. The early church had that authority. There's no difference than the old, than the, than the old church, the early church, than our authority. In Acts 3, if we can quickly go to Acts 3, chapter 1, and I don't know which version I have, but I'm going to read what I have. Acts 3. Now I'll just read it. Now Peter and John went up together in the temple at the hour of the prayer, being the ninth hour. I'm going to read it in my own translation. I think that's the uh, NIV. Now, after Peter and John went to the temple for the three o'clock prayer, as they came to the entrance called the beautiful gate, they were captured by the sight of a man crippled from birth, being carried and placed at the entrance of the of, to the temple. He was often brought there to beg for money from those going in to worship. When he noticed Peter and John going into the temple, he begged them for money. Peter and John, looking straight into the eyes of the crippled man, said, Look at us. Expecting a gift, he readily gave them his attention. Then Peter said, I don't have money, and I give you this. By the power of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. Guess what? He didn't try to pray for them. He exercised his authority. He said, in the name of Jesus. You see, in the name of Jesus, everything must crumble. In the name of Jesus, sickness must bow. In the name of Jesus, we have been decreeing and we have been declaring that no weapon form, COVID-19, will not overtake us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So Peter and Paul didn't have money, but they exercised the authority, the name of Jesus. And faith in the name of Jesus had made this man whole. Faith in the name of Jesus. And, and since I want to ask you a question, do you think that the authority that the, that the early church had don't belong to us? We have that same authority that the early church had. We still have it. We are members of the same body of Christ. The early church utilized that name and we so should we. We cannot have the manual and don't exercise it. I say we because sometimes we fall in the gap. I fall in the gap. So we need to exercise our authority. We have it. If you're saying that we don't need that name, what you're saying is that you don't need salvation. Because there is no other name by which we can be saved, but he said, by the name of Jesus. That's how powerful it is. So we don't need the authority that they had. We just need to exercise that authority which he gave us. And we cannot have salvation unless we believe that name. We don't have the same new birth they had because they saw it all wrapped up in the name. And you know, I've, I was sharing um, with someone about the name of Jesus. And they said, well, you know, you know, the apostles saw signs and miracles and all that stuff. So, 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 they, so they could use that name and just say, in the name of Jesus. Not knowing that they understand that the Lord, that God, Jesus said that I am giving you that name. It's, it wasn't just for the apostles. 
it wasn't just for the early church. It is for you, Elder Brenda. It is for me. It's for all of us to exercise. So if we don't have that authority or we don't try to practice our authority, then we don't have that salvation either. Okay? We, don't, we, we need to exercise that authority. And I cannot stress on the name Jesus. The name belongs to the church. It all belongs to us. We are the church. John 14, 13 to 14. It says, And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Anything in my name. It didn't say in Cheryl's name. He said in my name. John 16, 23 to 24. John 16, 23 to 24. And in that day he shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Here, here too have he asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be filled. There is a difference between John 14 and John 16. In John 14, 13, he said, And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Now, down here in John 16, 14, he says, there too have he asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be filled. You see, John 16, 23 and 24 is talking about prayer. But John 14, 13 is not talking about prayer. You saw that? You see here in John 14, 13, you don't ask the Father anything except in the name of Jesus. Whatsoever you shall ask, whatsoever you shall put a demand on, whatsoever you shall speak to in my name that will I do that the father may be glorified in the son but when it comes to prayer you, whatever you ask the father in my name he will give it to you so John 14 13 is a striking promise when we realize that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the father that Jesus holds the highest position in the universe. So the White House is not even the highest position. See, we can't even put our mind on the White House. You prayed my word today. See, we have to look to Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. So he's seated at the right hand of the Father. That Jesus holds the highest position in the universe as the head of the church. And he says, whatsoever you shall ask or demand in my name, that will I do that. The Father may be glorified in the Son. I'll do it. And here is another promise in John 16, 23 to 24. We read it. What he was talking about is praying the Father here. You've never prayed in my name, but now whatever you ask in the Father in my name, he will give it just because of me. Just because of me. You can go to the Father and ask him, but it's just because of me, he'll give it. Or you can just ask me directly in my name. So the name is important and it guarantees 
answers. His name is equivalent of being present right here. His name will do all that he himself could do if he was here. The weakest child of God have all the grace, all the blessing, and all the authority. Can you believe that? The weakest child have all that authority simply because he's a child of God. Simply because of that name Jesus. Can we just lift our hands and say thank you Jesus for that name? Thank you Jesus for that authority that you have given us. I thank you God for that name. There's absolutely nothing that I cannot do without that name Jesus. You died on that cross? Jesus our father. You resurrected? Jesus. Authority? Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. What a wonder you are. You are so gentle. You are so patient. You are so good. And we just want to thank you tonight, God. We thank you for sending your son, Jesus. For dying on the cross just for us. And because you have died on the cross, God, we thank you, God, for the dunamis power which you have bestowed upon your son that, you have, that he can give it to us. Thank you for your name, God. Thank you for your name, Daddy. Something, I I'm, I'm just love that song of Ranch, the, 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 the preacher man that died. Something about the name Jesus. Yes. You know, demons tremble at that name. You know, it's the power of that name. That's why, you see, the, the, the enemy understands the power that we have. He understands when we have that power, how we can use it. And so sometimes he tries to get us sleepy. He tries to get us tired. He tries to make us worn out. But we understand that we have the manual. We understand that because of the name Jesus... That we can speak to any situation. If you're listening. Any situation that you have. You can call on Jesus. Because what he did in time past. He can do it again. He's still the same God. That he was thousands of years ago. He's still the healer. He's still the provider. He's still the heart mender. He's still all in all. And I thank God. For that name Jesus. Thank you, God. If you can just stand with me as we just dismiss. I'm not going to be long. I'm not pastor with five hours pages and ten hour pages. Uh, you know, a senior pastor will go on 14 pages. I just go on what the Lord shared with me and I release the people of God. So if you're listening and you're wondering how can you trust that name or how do I know that name? You can repeat the prayer after me. Say, God, I know that I'm a sinner. I thank you, God, for Jesus Christ, for dying on the cross. I thank you, God, because of him, I can repent of my sins. I thank you, God, for coming into my heart. I thank you, God, for touching me and making me a brand new creature in Jesus' name. And if you have prayed that prayer, I want you to send us an email at iogmtally at gmail.com iogmtally at gmail.com we'll be happy to send you some literature if you desire for one of us to come and visit you we'll be happy to do so if you want to send in your prayer request we also will be happy to do so be blessed let's all stand for the benediction
Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11 and the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850 408 8496.